Okay, we are back. If everything's going right, Bruce, can you hear me? There, Bruce, have I got you? You got me. Fantastic. Somehow I um somehow I holed you. Then I me. now I've deep. He, he held you all the way from over here. Did I? <laughs> yes. Wow. And sometimes when we touch, the honesty's too much. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, we want to welcome to the uh, podcast of This American <coughs> Podcast Comedy Edition our good friend, our neighbor, our pal, Bruce Baum, who will be at two two marvelous venues next week, October 13th and 14th, the Tempe Center of the Arts and the Peoria Center of the Arts. Ladies and gentlemen, Bruce Baum. Let's give him... You... Uh, I'm blushing. I want to tell everybody that you and I go so... We go way back... When way back started, <laughs> when when they first put the words "way" and "back" together, we were on the committee that decided to do that. So we were there when way back started. That's right. I should, I should also warn everybody coming to either one of those shows, they might want to bring an extra mouth because there's going to be too many laughs for one <laughs> mouth to hold, or they can come with an oral spillway. <laughs> An oral, an oral spillway. See, that's and that, and that's that's a new one on me, Bruce. Oral spillway. Well, <laughs> it's so that the mouth doesn't get so jammed up with laughs that people, you know, pop ahead or whatever. It's it's like a slide for laughter out of your face, is what you're trying to say. Exactly. Yes. So you can consume more. <laughs> By the way, you know, I'm watching. There's so much bad news now, but aside from the bad news that everybody knows about. I'm wondering, you know, you ever notice they'll say that so-and-so, he's, he's wanted by America, he's one of America's most wanted, he's number seven on the list? Yes. What if these guys are competitive? <laughs> what if this guy goes, wait a minute, Crazy Willie's number four, and I'm more heinous than him. <laughs> <laughs> like comics go, no, I was doing that, I was the one who was breaking into places Way before that, the way he's coming in from a rooftop, I was the first one breaking. I had so many more hostages than him. <laughs> I was the first one putting him in freezers. That was my bit. Man, what a ripoff! Hey, let yeah. me let me ask you let me ask you a question. Um, when did they first come up? Because you you've been doing uh, radio interviews now, podcasts, all this stuff. From what were you around when the when they first when DJs and stations went hey we should put these guys on the radio were you around when they yeah f- what, yeah yeah when they when they first start, when the first clubs came off the coast you know I, I would say Ohio and Michigan were first so Detroit Cleveland yeah when when the comedy boom started you know in the Midwest you would pull into town some night the night before. You could be on the radio in the morning. They started using, because it was basically, uh, you know, 15, 20 minutes of, of free bits that the comics were running off there, and it looked good on the show, and everybody kind of self-cross-promoted. So it was, uh, yeah, you know, when, when all that stuff, not that there weren't comics on the radio before me, but it became like a regular thing with about eight or ten of us that just started doing the road when it opened up. You know what I found weird uh, for me? So um, uh, I was, it was like in the 80s, and I, I go and I work Cleveland, and it was the first time I worked what was, it was, when I say big club, I meant a lot of chairs. 
So, um, so I get hired. I mean, I'm in Los Angeles. It, it, it wasn't that I, I, I couldn't get arrested. I could get arrested in, in Los Angeles, and I had been arrested in Los Angeles, you know. And it, it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like I was another guy in traffic. I was so broke, I didn't have a car. So, and somehow I go to Cleveland, and they pick me up in a limousine, and they put me in a penthouse, and. I keep waiting for them, someone to knock on the door and go, we've made a mistake. Yeah, here's your bill. Yeah. <laughs> and then they put me on a television show. And people are like applauding and the guy's talking to me. And I'm going, this is just bizarre. You know? And well, uh, go ahead. I would say Cleveland, when the road opened up, Cleveland was probably the hottest town. Detroit was maybe number two. Then you had Columbus and Cincinnati. But Cleveland... Cleveland rocked before Cleveland rocked. Yeah. It was it was unreal. The cops would meet me at the airport and give me a note that said, if Bruce gets in trouble, just get him back to his hotel. Because <laughs> uh, the cops used to come to the shows, and back then they were all watching Make Me Laugh. Yeah. So Cleveland was unreal. Yeah, you would go on the morning television show there, Good Morning Cleveland, and, and radio, and the shows were packed. It was it was unreal. It was, uh, you know, I, I did a thing in Cleveland once. Saget was playing there, and I was over at the Front Row Theater. He didn't know I was in town. So the cops busted a hooker, and they gave her the choice of going to jail or doing a gag with me <laughs> at the club. So, so there used to be a stage that opened up, you know, on the back, to, onto the stage. So... Bob's on stage, doesn't know I'm in town. So I come watch, he's in the set maybe five, 10 minutes and his wife is in the crowd and uh, Sherry. And I walk on the stage in the crowd, you know, cheer, blah, 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 it's too bad. We, we horse around for a minute or two. And I say, you know what, uh, Bob, uh, I, got, uh, I got a special surprise for you here. I said, if you could just sit down in this chair and he sat down in the chair and I said, uh, I got a magician coming out, so we're going to have to uh, handcuff you. And the cops had given me handcuffs. So I handcuffed him to the back of the chair. And then uh, I brought out this hooker who definitely looked like, you know, the fishnet stockings, the low-cut top, plenty to see. And she comes walking out, and I had given her my belt to start whipping him. And I said, actually, Bob, what we brought in is your sister from Philadelphia. She comes out and starts whipping him. And I put on uh, some music, and I told her, she came on stage, she had water in her mouth. I said, after you've whipped him a few times, get down between his legs, <laughs> go back to the audience, and spit water on the front of his pants. And well, as soon as she went down, he literally hopped from the chair into the crowd. It was almost like a rock and roll show. And uh, <laughs> the crowd went berserk. So that was uh, that was a great uh, a great Cleveland story. They would do that for you there. There was um there was an interesting town, Cleveland. I mean, I, I'm not going to say it was a crooked town, but it it, it was a uh, it was a crooked town. So um, uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it's kind of it's kind of baked into that city. People talk about chi yeah. Chicago being you know, kind of a, a, a you know a, kind of a dicey town, Cleveland. It's baked in there. It's part of the culture, but um, yeah, you know, but it was crooked towards us. Yeah, it was favor crookedness was favor was favored towards the comic. 
It was. It was. It, you know, it was like, it, 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 look, I had so much fun in Cleveland. I had so much fun on the road. You were on, you know, you were on the road. You were, you were there, president of the creation, still doing it. And here, I want to ask you a question, though. So Bob Saget, I want to ask you this. Bob Saget was known to most of America, you know, from his television show. Um, God, why am I forgetting the name of the show? Full House. Full House, yeah. Full House. Which was really, you know, when Full House came along, it really wasn't like a show for me. I wasn't going, oh, this is fine. But um, Catch this every afternoon. Yeah, I'm going to watch this. Um, Those twins. Yeah, no. but <laughs> of course, he'd, he'd been with all you guys at the store for years. Uh, an extreme, and, and he had the show before that. What was the... Um, uh, America's Funniest Video. America's Funniest Video. But at the store, he'd always been a triple X-rated act. Right. Okay. So what was it like? So everybody's together. Everybody's young guys. Everybody's guys and girls working at the store. And all of a sudden, you look up one day, and the dirtiest comic is now playing the cleanest, most wholesome guy on television. Was that like a jarring thing? Was that like a, what the fuck? Well, I, I, you know, what happened is the first time he went on the road, I, I believe it was him and Coulier went out to play bigger places. They had, to, after the first or second night, they realized everybody's coming with their kids. And Bob does. You think you've heard dirty? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's filthy. Yeah. So uh, I think they had to redesign, you know, Bob had to redesign his set uh, just because everybody was coming with their kids. So he, uh, but he's a funny, I'll tell you a funny story about Bob. There was an, actually, this happened in Cleveland too. He was playing there. I think it was the same night. It was snowing. And while he was on stage, I, I had the entire audience file out the, the front door and come back in through the back door and take their seats again. So there was a time when there was like nobody and he stayed on stage and did his whole act the whole time. So I had everybody file out and file back in. <laughs> This is a Saget story. Is is the language pretty? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a podcast. You're open. Bob, this is I think before he he met, he was known, but to everybody, he he was in the middle of some road rage on Sunset. The guy cut him off and made him get out of his car. And the guy was huge, and he said to Bob, "I'm going to fuck you up the ass, and then I'm going to kill you." Hmm. And Bob said, "Well, can you reverse the order?" <laughs> And it got him out. The guy laughed, and Bob got away. <laughs> but what That's was, Saget. Yeah, yeah, a funny, funny guy. Let me ask you this: So uh, you've certainly you've been here with us before, and we're glad to have you back. You know, and uh, you were a huge hit at the Tempe Center of the Arts. When was the first time you came to Phoenix? Wow, years and years, and well, I shouldn't say way back. Right, right after way back started. Yep. Uh, there was a club there called Finny Bones. Yeah, Mike. Yeah. Mike Finney had, uh, and uh, I was, I think I was one of the first acts there, and uh, it kind of moved to a, you know, it was in one or two different locations, and boy, that was back in the day, and it, it was, it just rocked. No matter what venue they were in, it was, it, it, it place just rocked. Oh, that, that was probably, I'm, I'm guessing that was the early 80s. Michael Finney's Finney Bones was my first road gig. And we're doing a hurricane relief benefit here uh, at the Tempe Center of the Arts, October 28th. Michael Finney's on the show. So, um, the, you know, the, uh, the bonds between uh, good people uh, somehow 
you know, you don't set out to do it on purpose. You don't go, I'll be friends with this guy for 10, 15, 20, 30 years. You don't set out to do that. You're just doing shows, you know. Uh, uh, they, they seem to remain. So uh, that is so funny. That's the first place and you Mark, came. And anybody that's thinking about going to that show that's waffling, go. Because Mike Finney should tip the scales. Yeah. He's, uh, he's a phenomenal comedy magician. And, and what a wonderful guy. You know, for years he's been doing the, uh, the Dry Heat Classic there in Phoenix to raise money for uh, Wounded Warriors and several other uh, uh, charities. But he's just a, a wonderful person and a very funny guy. You know, that's, uh, that's why I ran into you uh, most recently because uh, I was somewhere with uh, uh, Rich and uh, uh, farmer comic uh, Ron Robertson, and uh, I drove them over there. And, uh, and that's where I uh, reconnected with you, you know, which I was, I was glad to see. Uh, yeah, Michael, uh, you know, Michael's doing, he's doing the uh, hurricane relief benefit October 28th. Uh, he's actually, I think, getting in that morning after being on, like, ships for three weeks. I mean, he, he's a phenomenal magician, funny guy. Uh, uh, I still believe, and all he does is laugh, that he stole my watch. I helped him promote a dry heat classic with Bill Engvall about oh, eight years ago. Uh, right. So I helped him promote it, and then we went to the dinner. Um, I don't remember if you were on this show or not. Uh, it was the one they did I was it. there. Okay, yeah, 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 was, yeah. And we went to the I'm dinner. I think if I was there, when I, I might have missed that year, actually. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we went to the dinner the night before. It was so cool because I got Ozzy Smith because I'm from St. Louis, got his autograph on a baseball, got one from my father-in-law who's a St. Louis Cardinals fan. So it was a big highlight in, in my life. And I had, uh, that was the weekend that I lost my Tag Hauer watch. Now, I know that Michael Finney, because I watched him do it on stage a hundred times, is a master. At I watch him do it where he go, and you do some thing with somebody on stage, and then you go, their watch you go gone, and where's right? your watch, sir? And you go, no, and your watch is here, and pull it out of his pocket. I watch him do it at the Maxim Hotel a hundred times. I haven't been able to find my watch since that weekend. I have not been able to find it. And every time I bring it up to Finney, all he does is goes, <laughs> so I think he stole my watch. Because <laughs> he was mad at me over something under promotions that weekend. And I think what he did was, as payment, he took my watch and he hocked it to this day. Wow. But I still. <laughs> That's why I don't wear any jewelry around Michael. No, never wear jewelry around Michael Finney. Listen, man, we got to go. We want people to know, man, that they need to come out and see Bruce Baum. And here's uh, where you want to see him. You want to see him October 13th at the Tempe Center for the Arts. You want to see him October 14th at the Peoria Center for the Arts. Uh, it is easy to uh, find uh, uh, where to purchase tickets. And here's how. You go to uh, right here on this website, ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com or our other website, ComedySchools.com. Uh, you go right to that and you can purchase tickets. It's easy to. The cool thing about both these venues is even though you can purchase adult beverages, there is no drink minimum. Tickets are low, as low as 8 bucks uh, when you use promo code TONY. There are also VIP tickets. It is, I promise you, it'll be a great night. It'll be fun. Bruce, thanks for calling in. You're listening to This American Podcast Comedy Edition on Comedy Schools Radio Network. Dot com. <laughs>